Hello and welcome to The Pulse. Well, a long weekend is upon us and today we're devoting the whole of this show to this year's July 1st handover anniversary. With the Chief Executive and his government's popularity reaching new lows, the annual July 1st March is likely to be well attended. In part two, we'll be discussing some of the reasons people might be joining the anti-government rally with the Civic Party's Audrey Yu and one of the organisers, Icarus Wong. But first... Pro-Beijing groups are hoping to reduce the turnout on Monday. Their strategy seems to be, when the going gets tough, tempt the tough to go shopping. For the first time since the 1997 handover, approaching the July 1st anniversary, Chief Executive Liang Zhenying this week released a report on the performance of himself and his government. Critics were quick to point out that not only had he marked the performance higher than the public, but also that the work report was an attempt to reduce the turnout for July 1st rally. Executive Councillor Zhang Yutong is also the chairman of the Hong Kong Celebrations Association, which has not only arranged celebration events, but also, with the help of the pro-Beijing Hong Kong Commerce and Industry Association, enlisted over 1,000 shops and restaurants to offer special discounts of up to 50% only between 2 to 5 p.m. on July 1st. There are even discounts on properties transactions. Chatwood 
嗰個組織就搞一個七一回歸嘅活動。我哋嗰日呢，個客入嚟就係餐牌，我哋入面任何嘢都係打對折。However, the news media has pointed out some misleading or untruthful information among the discount offers. The prices being offered by some establishments aren't quite the bargains they might seem, even though those companies have signed contracts with the organizers to give discounts. 嗰條款就係免責，即係唔好入我哋數。有咩事就依照你自己鋪頭原來做生意嘅模式去打折，亦都唔好有賣假貨。The Hong Kong Commerce and Industry Association says the aim of the discount is to help change July 1st from a protest day to a shopping day. Also, clashing with the regular protest is a concert featuring popular local bands Mr. and Rock Band, as well as Korean pop artists. The artists taking part have received much criticism from local music lovers. Thanks to sponsorship by property developers, the tickets are priced below $100. Meanwhile, some netizens say they have already worked out a protest route, which will allow protesters to both march and get discounts along the route as they take part. Meanwhile, the organizer of the July 1st march say they do not think Hong Kong people are going to sell out their future for a minor discount, and the special offers merely show how worried Beijing loyalists are at the chief executive's low popularity. These small events are only for a few hours, even a few hours. We do not believe that these events are going to cut Hong Kong's future. So I think that for the citizens of the Chinese Communist Party, it is possible that the more Hello,我是Yi中,我沒有說過話,我沒有錢結 你說他是騙子,你說他是政棍,也是 
餵你一定要餵中國係最好嘅最偉大嘅咁樣，我就要聽。我自己都唔想，我做乜仲要俾個女去去聽呢啲咁嘅嘢？起立！政制改革呢個大嘅議題，要喺社會上達至一致嘅共識咧，幾乎咧係冇可能嘅。二零一二嘅政改並唔係起鬧，而係坊間有一個。好好嘅一個改動叫做超錯 ，all wrong。OK。超渣咯！佢而家係不斷喺度叫推位拖延啦，成日都話一定要誒，即、呃、係、就是、搞好民生先。我成日覺得咁咁政制政制事務局而家係咪係咪出緊糧嘅咧？其實即係咁，佢哋係咪搞緊民生嘅眼傳，其實做緊乜嘢嘅咧？因為依然好不滿嘅政府，咁嗰個就係、是呃、好似一個代表住即係集結大家一齊，都覺得個政府未夠好。你未必喺平時嘅遊行會出嚟，未必喺平時嘅示威啊、關心啊等等，但係好似嗰一日大家就約定咗去，當你都係都係一個同伴嘅話，一一夥兒嘅話，嗰日就會出嚟。都係普選啦，即係講到而家，即係唔好話有冇普選，而家連個諮詢都唔肯開始去展開，都仲話咩有大把時間又成咁，但係其實即係真係得個講字咯。即係梁振英上台，即係唔使講啦，即係<笑>我諗大家睇到，即係雖然佢自己即係講話自己嘅政績幾好啊，係嘛唔會自滿添啊咁樣樣咯。咁我諗大家睇到就話佢唔得啦，同埋就係、是嗯、我諗佢係咯。係做咗好多嘢，係令到人哋想唔上街。點解佢會咁驚咧？正正就係因為佢做得唔好啊嘛。所以我哋更加需要出嚟咧，話俾佢聽。其實你無論做幾多嘢都好咧，我哋都係唔會相信你。我哋都係要覺得，只有喺一個民選即係、就是、普選產生嘅政府先至係即係適合我哋嘅政府咯。呢個叫咩？咩組合？倒彈啊！倒咗嘅彈，倒去啊！倒去嘅巨彈音樂會，倒彈音樂會係啊！我覺得唔緊要嘅，其實即係正正頭先即係吉他手所講啦，係嘛？即、就、係、是、變咗好似更加清晰，我哋有個選擇。OK， 唔好成日都話出嚟嘅五十萬，唔出嚟嘅六百五十萬，咁你講曬啦，永遠都係唔喐嘅多嘅啦，或者各自嘢多嘅啦。而家就真係俾你揀啦。OK， 嗰邊外港之星又好似話尖尖沙咀係嘛？即係、就是、你哋咪睇幾人去嗰邊，幾人嚟呢邊咯。我哋即管即管睇下咯。即係啲選擇更加令到大家知道，咦？我唔揀又俾佢屈嘅喎，可能又俾佢話去咗嗰邊喎，所以我覺得好事嚟㗎。有時好多時候佢哋搞啲咁嘅古怪嘢咧，其實係即係曲線支持緊啲人出嚟。We'll be back after the break。Welcome back。Well, why might people be persuaded to go out in the sweltering heat on Monday and resist? The blandishments of discounts on cakes, no commission property transactions, and Canto and K-pop music shows. With us in the studio are the Civic Party's Audrey Yu and Icarus Wong from one of the rally organising groups, the Civil Human Rights Front. I should add that we did ask some individuals who are more supportive of the government to come along, but unfortunately, no dice. Icarus Wong, can I start with you? I think one of the problems with the July 1st rally, regardless of how many people turn up, is that sometimes it's hard to actually understand what is the focus of the event because there's so many, you know, differing demands. Yeah, 
Uh, the main theme of uh, the July 1st rally uh, this year is uh, to demand uh, the immediate uh, universal suffrage. And also, uh, we want to reclaim the governing power to the Hong Kong people. And of course, uh, we want to express our uh, dissatisfaction to, to uh, the CLCE, CY Learn. We want, we demand uh, the CY, CY Learn to step down. Audrey, can I ask you a slightly different question, which is, it does seem now that polarization, as exemplified by this march, is getting more intense in Hong Kong society. Yeah, first of all, I think that actually it's a strength of the 1st of July march. It's a platform for, you know, whatever um, views you have to express. Secondly, I think you write in saying that this is the first time for 1st of July marches since 10 years ago, 2003, where you see the pro-establishment actually uh, coming head-on as a clash. Uh, it's a sort of some kind of a competition because in the past, I mean, they used to hold the celebrations in the morning so people can join the march in the afternoon. But uh, this year you see there is a, a pop concert arranged and also there are all sorts of discounts, you know, even for property transactions and herbal medicines and so on, uh, just to lure people away from the march. So I, I think actually you can see the direction. I mean, this year is all about incentives. But next year, I think, you know, really, it's going to be even uh, stronger tactics. You You're know, talking maybe about oppressive. Occupy Central, are you? Well, n no, I'm, I'm thinking of really, you know, from the government side and also from the pro-establishment side, that this year it's incentives, you know, soft uh, luring away from the marches. But I'm sure, you know, if it doesn't work, then next time round, it's even going to be harsher, more oppressive tactics. Um, Icarus Wong, can I ask you, I mean, some people are saying that in, in, in some ways this is a rehearsal for the Occupy Central movement, which will be kicking in next year. I, is that a correct characterization? Uh, I think uh, the civil human rights are that we, this year we try to do more. That uh, we not only have a rally, but also uh, have an assembly at the uh, central, at the trade uh, world. And, uh, this is at the end of the march? Yeah, yeah, at the end of the march and we will have a assembly and uh, we expect to end this assembly uh, at about uh, 10 p.m. of the day. And, and it's lawful, it's been, uh, police basically has given yeah, no objection. Yeah. <coughs> we, we informed the, the police and uh, get uh, the, the, the notification of the law objection. And uh, we want to fool uh, this assembly to explain more about the ideas of uh, Occupy Central. And we will invite uh, the core members of the Occupy Central movement to uh, come to the stage and explain their idea and uh, seek for the support from, from the Hong Kong people. Because all, all we know that uh, the next year is a very crucial period for, for the Hong Kong people to, to uh, fight for the uh, democracy, fight for the uh, universal suffrage. So we want to fool this assembly to send a very clear message to, to the Hong Kong government. Audrey, you, I mean, you've been a, an active participant in politics for a long time. I mean, to what extent does pressure on the streets really influence what government does? I mean, particularly in an in a absolutely crucial matter such as this? I, I think, first of all, Hong Kong people become increasingly to feel that this government only reacts like a fire, fire brigade. When there is a fire, they then try to 
you know, solve the problem. And therefore, if you are quiet and if you don't <coughs> sort of stand up and fight for your rights, then the government just ignore you. So that's why, in a way, I mean, this is a self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, the government's inactivity really gets people, you know, out in the streets. The other thing, I mean, you mentioned about really, you know, how realistic it is that we get real universal suffrage by marching. I think the alternative is, is that uh, if you don't do anything about it, you're never going to get it. Um, you know, originally we thought that you were going to have universal suffrage in 2007, 2008. It was written all the platforms of all the political parties and it was pushed to 2012 and then pushed to 2017. And recently, I mean, when you listen to some of the pro-establishment, uh, uh, you know, personnels, I mean, basically they've been saying, that, oh, you're not really going to abolish functional constituencies. You, you really think you're going to have free one man, one vote? I mean, of course, it's got to be filtered through before you are really allowed to choose. And all, all those sort of, also the postponing of the public consultation, because if you look at, for, for example, the Donald Young administration, you really need four years lead time to do a public consultation and then, you know, coming up with a package and then the implementing of the uh, legal uh, provisions and, and all that. And it's the, it's the five-step procedures, you know, in, in the basic law. But, you know, we don't have four years before 2017. The, 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 the laying of the consultation really is a very, very bad sign that it's, it's really, you know, it's, it's not a, a sincere... Um, it's not an act of sincerity, basically. And therefore, as Hong Kong people, I mean, either you, you stand up for your rights, you go and, you know, fight for it and, and march and, and join the rally and be prepared, basically, for um, a, a Occupy Central movement if there is no going to be real universal suffrage, or you just sit back and things just get worse. I mean, there's a Chinese saying that if you don't advance, you just get pushed back. Not just a Chinese saying. <laughs> <laughs> but, but let me ask you, Icarus Wong, I mean, for, from what Audrey has been saying, it seems that uh, the mood is one more of negativism, you know, depression that things aren't happening. And people criticise the march for being negative. What, what would be your response to that? Uh, I think uh, Hong Kong have a very mature uh, civil society. We are uh, voice our, our, our demand uh, in a very peaceful uh, demonstration and is actually protected by, by the basic law and is a uh, universal human rights. And uh, so, uh, and I think Hong Kong is still uh, a undemocratic society. Marching and uh, social action is one of the ways for, for the Hong Kong people to participate uh, in politics and to express their idea uh, what we want, what we want uh, the societies going on um, and uh, and so I think uh, the marching and the demonstration is positive it's showing that Hong Kong is still a freedom still have a certain esteem <laughs> inside it. We, we still uh, have a freedom to voice our different uh, opinion uh, I mean that that that's if you like the, the the positive side of that argument I think perhaps negative side of the argument is you know, people say, oh, Hong Kong, they've got demonstrations on the street all the time. You know, practically every day of the week there's a demonstration. People are always complaining. Um, does that worry you? Or is, in fact, should you take these demonstrations as being a positive sign? Well, um, I think 10 years ago, in 2003, when uh, there was the anti-Article 23, uh, and everybody was shouting, you know, down with tongue. And I was quite amazed that... The, 
the, you know, one day later when I saw the pictures and in, it looked like a carnival. You know, everybody actually was smiling and happy and so on. And I, I think in, in a way it's a, it's a characteristic of marches in Hong Kong. Um, you know, there is a saying that uh, when, you con when you are contesting and when you are contending, actually you do it happily. And there are a lot of people who, <clears throat> you know, despite their anger, are actually um, quite happy to see uh, sort of people with the same approach uh, to them sort of coming out and march. But I think, I think uh, since 2003, you see more and more negative and polarized feelings. I mean, recently there's the graduation. You know, the students, when they saw uh, C.Y. Leung, the chief executive there, they were actually protesting in his face. And in 10 years ago, a lot of people would think this has been impolite. But now uh, young people, you know, do it as a matter of course. And I think actually it's a sign that the government is it's losing its trust, its respectability, its credibility, and one scandal after another, you know, of senior government officials. And in a way, you can't blame people for being upset and angry when the government is not sticking to their promise and is, is you know, having so many credibility issues. Well, thank you both very much indeed. We'll see what happens on Monday. And I'm afraid that's it for The Pulse for this week. Don't forget, you can catch it again on the RTHK website, should you wish to do so. And you can talk to us or indeed read more, read more about us on our Facebook page, RTHK's The Pulse. We'll see you at the same time next week. Until then, goodbye.